Ten years ago, a motion picture became the most notorious cult movie of all time. Predictably, the French called it a masterpiece. The name of this legend of cinema. The Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. It was so stupid, so cheap, such a piece of steaming dog flop. You think it would have attracted horse flies. Never an audience. Now, get ready to sit on your intelligence once again. They made the sequel, The Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Guess what? It's a lot better. It had to be. As you remember, ten years ago, mankind was threatened with the greatest red menace of all. Angry, merciless, Killer Tomatoes. We were only saved thanks to the heroism of a brave handful of untalented actors. Are you Rob Lowe? No, they're back. This time, we shall not fail! <laughs> a mad scientist. My tomatoes can be made to resemble anyone. Together with a yuppie pervert, turn embittered mean-spirited tomatoes into an army of psychotic neo-Nazi plant life. And let's not forget the stunning hell-spawn creation who just might put out for the entire planet. Do you want to make love? Yeah, I want. I also cook 815 international dishes and use all the popular home appliances. You'll see atrocities beyond belief. Your feet. Do the words fat cow mean anything to you? You'll see how producers extracted special favors from certain well-endowed performers. It's got more laughs than out of Africa. It's gayer than Kiss of the Spider Woman. Hello? The girl of my dreams is a vegetable. See? You wouldn't believe what she can do with six milk bottles and a tuning fork. <laughs> the return of the Killer Tomatoes. Definitely a learning experience. Hello, and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast that will slice and dice or praise and hype a movie. Each and every month is a thing. Since it's March, I am doing B-Movie March Madness. My look at Army of Darkness, aka Evil Dead 3, The Stuff, Chud 2, Bud the Chud, The Blob, 1988, and tonight's movie, Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Could this be the ultimate B-Movie? I'll cover this month. Is this early George Clooney movie any good? Why am I doing this and not one of the slew of other Killer Tomato movies? And can this movie be taken seriously? Mm. All I can say is this is the only one I actually own and have actually seen through to beginning to end. Onto its movie itself, I can't find a budget on this thing, so yay. Uh, I can however say this is... The first movie, as I said, I've seen from beginning to end. I mean, I have seen Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, but only in small chunks, and not actually the whole thing from beginning to end. And I haven't seen any of the other sequels. And also, who remembers the 80s cartoon? Hmm. Moving on. This movie was brought to us by Roger Comments, so you know this thing was bloody cheap. So let's just dive into this. With its budget of unknown, this thing pulled in $5 million. Starring... George Clooney, George Aston, Anthony Stark, Karen M. Waldron, and Stephen Lundquist. Directed by John DeBello, the plot, a mad professor, develops a way of turning tomatoes into people in order to take over the world. It is all down to a pizza delivery man to save the day. Can he do so, or is it curtains for us humans? 
Well, let's get a pacing for me, or it's a pure classic. Find out now as I catch up with this movie. Oh, the puns. Dear, oh dear. <clears throat> so the movie opens up on the New World Pictures logo. Therefore, you know you're in for a good time. With this one pops up, and canon, you know you're in for a good time. Then, onto a TV horror host, uh, Bob Downs, played by Michael Villiani, who is, I'm guessing, this is his stick, as he has played a TV host or anchor in every fucking thing he's been in. From Up Close and Personal to Bruce Almighty via Pinky and the Brain and a slew of other 90s cartoons. Jesus Christ, man. Anyway, he's the movie host of Channel 73, One Dollar Movie Afternoon. I love the fact he's supposed to be giving away a, quote, a pot of gold when the grand prize is $9.22. Uh, also, his trombone has only four people in this that can, quote, win big. And I'm guessing this was a thing in America. Um, just stick a crappy B-movie on the afternoon to keep the board housewives entertained while well, they do the chores. And they could win, quote, big money. So he sits on a sofa and eats popcorn as the film rolls. On to, well, what else? This is the 80s. So, beach babes in two-piece uh, two bikinis that barrel cover anything. Because, of course, they would. Why wouldn't they? They all run into beach hunks and cue a song called Big Breasted Girls. As we find out, they're playing a movie called Big Breasted Girls. Go to the beach and take their top offs. Oh my god, I'm going to complain, aren't I? I mean, uh, first I'm being sexist because housewives don't say how and do the chores. Whatever. And now I've got fucking topless girls running around, so joys. Wait, 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 what's that? It's the wrong movie. Okay then, roll film onto a lapse out of MST3K. And we're introduced to Mad Professor, Professor Gangring, played by John Aston of the Adams Family, Batman 66, Gremlins 2, Chip Marquise, of the Killer Tomato movies, The Frighteners, and a boatload of 90s and 80s cartoons. And this guy hams up galore, and I love him for it. Alongside him is his assistant, Tara Bummerday. Played by Karen Walden of Karen Woman in Avocado Jungle of Death. Why does that sound like a bloody great Elvira episode? Hmm. Baywatch and Space Cowboys. She hands him a tomato, which he dunks in bubbling green liquid, then places Kerfoot into a chamber, puts a quarter in a jukebox, and this somehow turns it into a muscle bound Rambo type. Okay then. He then turns it back into a tomato, looks straight down the camera barrel, and says, This time it'll work, laughing maniacally. As it popped the titles with clips of Attack of the Killer Tomato and a terrible theme song. Then we see newspaper praising Wilbur Fineletter, who is the hero from the previous movie. Played by Stephen Peace of all these movies, and that's about it. All the Killer Tomato movies that is, and that's about it. We also see in the newspaper reports that the US government has banned tomatoes. Therefore, a pizza shop, they serve pizza with chocolate sauce, jelly babies, gummy bears, and anchovies. That's a great bloody pizza right there. I also love how everything is generic branded, i.e. cola is just cola, a white can with cola on the side of it. But more on one later. We also meet our hero, Chad Finlater, played by Anthony Stark of License to Kill, Repossess, George Carlin's show, Prison Break, and Hand of God, as he delivers Tara a pizza to the Mad Professor's house, as we see he has an army of oiled up Rambo Muscle Mary type people working the grounds. Uh, she tells him the Professor is working on gene splicing and is far too busy to be seen. She also shoots him down when he asks her out for a date, saying she's the assistant and his lover. 
the professors, that is. Also, the Ramble-type men aren't uh, tomato people, but they're simple gardeners and handymen. With that, he rides back to his shop on his little Vespa. On the news, we see that people are desperately trying to smuggle tomatoes into America, but are caught by customs. And by the way, tomatoes are a fruit, not a vegetable, as it says continually throughout the fucking movie. It's a fucking fruit, not a vegetable. And you're crying out loud, it's a fucking vine fruit. Like a bloody grape. Anyway, the movie keeps on calling on vegetables, but they're not vegetables, they're fucking fruits. But moving on! He was introduced to Matt Stevens, played by George Clooney of ER. Batman Robin, Chip Archives, Return to Horror High, again Chip Archives, The Oceans movie, and the god awful Nespresso adverts to my fucking tits in. He's a complete tosser. A pizza tosser, that is. And surprise, he's our new hero's best friend slash roommate. Cue more flashbacks. <coughs> Padding. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Mm. To the first movie with Wilbur telling his tale of the quote Great Tomato War. Now that a full five minutes of flashbacks is over, it is back to the professor who tells us that uh, the song that stopped the tomatoes the last time, Puberty Love, won't work this time as he has changed the genes. But any song turns the tomatoes into humans, so what? Get in. And he branches to his Igor. Um, Igor? Played by Stephen or Steve Lundquist of all these killer tomato movies, and that's about it. He's your typical news car salesman type, you know, all smart and fake smells and full of bullshit buzzwords. Except he's supposed to be a TV anchorman, as that's his dream to become a TV anchorman. Get in. Down the lab they go. Except the professor tells him to drop the pretty boy act and be more like Igor. So he acts all hunchback, and that pisses off the, doc- the professor again, so he asks him to become normal. So they go down to the lab to see that the professor has a furry tomato, which he rejects calling a mutation crossbreed, so Igor just bins it. Cut to a line of overly 80s girls as Matt runs a scam on these girls saying he's friends with Rob Lowe. Wait, that would work. He gets them to give them a head shot, uh, their number and their measurements, because that would work. Okay uh, Didn't I say he's your typical sleazy 80s douchebag bro who you're supposed to be in love with because he's this complete dickwad apparently these people but whatever but he's just a complete utter arsewipe and a complete selfish bastard moving on later at night back at the professor's house we see tara digs out the furry tomato from the bin and rescues it think gizmo but a tomato uh, during a heavy rainstorm, back at the pizza shop, we see Chad inventing a new gross pizza of chocolate sauce, anchovies, chocolate-coated raisins, kiwi fruit, gummy bears, and peanut butter, because mm-mm-mm indigestion. All on a raw pizza base. Scrummy. In walks Tara, wearing earmuffs for some reason, who asks him if he wants to make a love. He hands her a towel as she's soaking wet. From the rain, you dirty-minded basket. Get to mind out the gutters, no room in it for a both of us, you dirty-minded so-and-so. As he continues to stumble over his words, uh, she offers to cook him, uh, do his dish, cook for him rather, do his dishes, and give him a blowjob. God, she's direct. This frightens him off until she tells him she ran away from the professor. She comes onto him yet again, and the same it works, and she drags him home. Cut to the next day as Matt returns home from bedding one of the many skanks he picked up earlier to find Tara in a shower. So he runs into Chad's room for details. 
Okay then. And I love how this actress, the Tara chick, refused to do um, topless shots, but you can see she's topless in the mirrors in the bathroom. Did she forget how bloody mirrors work, for fuck's sake? He gets her to cook them breakfast. What a complete dick this guy actually is. You're supposed to think he's like the hero, for fuck's sake. Again, using non-branded items. As Chan gets dressed, Tara takes the fuzzy tomato, or FT, under the kitchen counter to tell it to be quiet. Think Gizmo. In fact, think the hyper Gizmo from Gremlins 2. She drops it in a sink full of water and sticks in a microwave because that will dry it out. Chad takes Matt into the bathroom where he points out she bathed in fertiliser. But Matt just says so she's a little organic and she's the perfect woman. She's a complete babe. She's a sexomaniac. She does all the dishes. She does all the food cooking and all the food and blah 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 blah. She's perfect. Okay then. Back at the professor's house, he finally finds out she's gone. A great lover he is. It's the next day and he just finds out she's gone. Cut to Igor giving a news report and using a front of an old wooden TV that he has placed in a living room wall. Wait, that's a mirror? Okay then. In the professor to tell Igor to hunt down Tara. So he hunts her down in, no, not something subtle, no, not something small, but a dump truck, a fucking huge ass dump truck with KIGR news on the side of it and a huge satellite dish stuck on top of it because that's real subtle. It's also fucking two-toned black and blue, I think it was, or black and red. I mean, no, it's black and red, sorry. Real subtle. He drives to a prison that has the villain from the first movie in it to tell him he'll break him out that Thursday night. Back to Chad and Tara on a date as they go shopping, take a stroll on the beach, etc, etc. All followed by a mime, because mimes are funny, weren't they? She then drags him into a organic food store to stock up on food plant, yet Chad doesn't even notice. Okay then, here uh, we see a shady dealer trying to sell the owner tomatoes. One tomato for $800? I think not. This freaks out Chad as he wants to call the cops, but Tara talks him out of it. Also, she freaks out after he badmouths tomatoes. And cut to that night at a restaurant where Chad and Tara are out at a vegetarian restaurant. Because this is in Los Angeles, because of course it's a vegetarian restaurant. Wait, weren't they fighting like seconds ago? What the f... She starts to tell Chad not to listen to his uncle. It's a new decade and a new generation. Okay, calm down, Pepsi. Uh, then she goes off on a waiter because he tells them all the house specials are vegetables. Then why the fuck would you go to a vegetarian restaurant if you're fucking a vegetable or a fruit? And, oh my god. And you're offended by fucking steamed vegetables and what was it? Turnips and god knows what they're fucking having. Okay then. And here Chad tells her a good tomato is a squished tomato. So she uses her magic powers to spill water on him, which are never used again. A violinist comes over to the table to play music. This turns her back into a tomato. So that is why she was wearing earmuffs earlier then. Get in. How would she know he's listening to music? Seeing a tomato causes panic at the restaurant and it empties in seconds. Um, a clock musical chimes 9.30pm and this turns Tara back into human, just as Chad walks back from the toilets into the empty restaurant. Igor follows him out, and where the fuck did he come from? The restaurant was completely empty. Igor notices a TV news anchor interviewing an eyewitness to the tomato incident, and by mean interview, I mean he insults her, calling her a fat cow. And that's just wrong, I find it funny. 
because it goes on and on about she was eating alone and how fat she is and how ugly she is and blah 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 but her husband died in the previous movie but who cares because she's so fat she hasn't seen her feet in decades and blah 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 anyway Chad and Tara drive off so Igor gives chase in his dump truck and crashes in seconds so that was the all expense spared chase scene then like I said Roger Corman cheap the next morning, as Tara makes toast with all the bread in California, Matt questions if she's all there, as she hates the Grateful Dead and all type of music, but will listen to the farm report on loop. Is the Grateful Dead a good band? I have no idea, but I've never actually heard them, or any of their songs, but apparently popped in the 80s a lot, so eh. Still, never mind, she knows over 600 sexual positions and is an expert in the bedroom. And she's a good cook, cleaner, blah 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 blah. And by the way, you should see her trick. Which you can do with a lawn chair, six milk bottles, and a tuning fork. FT falls out the window because Tara's playing with him at the windowsill. So Tara runs out to see if it's okay. Matt and Chad give chase. It's okay, it lands on its edge and rolls to safety, only to be narrowly missed by a street cleaner. So it falls into a sewer, causing chaos in there. Seconds later, it is thrown out to be hit by a truck which splats it on the front of it, like one of them red nose day noses. That'll trigger my British fucking listeners there. <laughs> However, it then flies off landing in an ice cream truck which is dipped in chocolate and handed to a kid who throws it away into a bucket of soapy water which is used in a charity car wash so he is used as a sponge and is thrown away landing in a gutter which spooks out a window dresser which starts a riot as luckily Tara comes in and saves the day last minute. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Rioters give chase until they see the news cameraman and literally bow him over. Getting away, Chad is almost run over by Igor in his fucking dump truck. Back to the professor's house, Igor goes to report as he catches the professor playing with Mr. Potato Heads. Because, sure, why not? The professor tasks him to spy on Tara but to be subtle and be discreet. Back with Tara, she and Chad fight over FT. She calls it a dog and he thinks it's a clearly a fucking tomato. With that, the director yells cut, the fourth wall is completely obliterated and smashed to pieces, as the director moans they're out of money, until George Clooney himself pipes up, isn't it time we sell out and have product placement, and walks someone from the Screen Actors Guild, who demands everyone who spoke during this gets paid $400, including him. So now the products are everywhere, the film can continue to be made. First scene is a Pepsi ad, because sure, why not? Then an Nestle Crunch Bar, a Moosehead beer, what is that? Hmm? I have no idea what that is. A Foster's beer, and finally Crest Toothpaste. Okay, Clooney, one was funny, but now you're kicking the arse out of it for fuck's sake. Chad tries to have a heart to heart with Matt, but the director forces Kellogg's conflicts in the way, because that's funny. Out of nowhere, a fight breaks out between cowboys and ninjas, and I kid you not, I had to pause this movie and rewind it back to figure out what the fuck happened. As this is happening, all the background extras are holding up brand named products. Chad has enough of this and throws everybody out. Sam Smith, played by Frank Davis, he's another one of the heroes from the first movie, is jumped by Wilbur during the fight until Chad points out who it actually is. Seems Sam works for the feds. That's FVI, Federal Vegetable Investigators. And he's on a trail of tomatoes seen in the area. Chad spots this unsubtle dump truck watching the pizza shop and decides to follow it. The professor calls Igor on the car phone to ask for an update. And I love how the professor has a huge Pepsi sign stuck to his back. So Chad follows Igor... Uh, Igor? Igor? 
Stephen to a waste dump, which is supposed to be turned into luxury housing. And here he picks up some of the, quote, crystal clear water from the bubbling green slime river. How very Ghostbusters 2. He then heads back to Vessel's house, Chad still following, and waits until Igor walks into the house. Igor even. Igor? Igor walks into the house and then sneaks past all the Rambo types as he spies on the professor. And by me, right, Rambo types, I mean they're actually dressed like Rambo. The headband, the camel trousers, the machine gun, the bullets, the muscles, the oil, the fucking hideous haircuts, you name it. Anyway, here he finds out the plot to the movie that the professor uses the water to turn tomatoes into Rambo-type men. Cut to Matt watching some made-up boat race fighting with... I don't know, cannons and shit, what the fuck that's about. While drinking a Foster's, in runs Chad to tell him what he saw. But Chad doesn't make any sense to Matt, so he runs on to tell Tara. And here he finds she's a tomato as she eats plant food with FT. This freaks him out, and all three of them scream at the same time. Tara runs off, only to be caught by Igor, and kidnapped, taken back to the house. In the struggle, she drops FT out the window. Chad comes out of the bedroom and tells Matt she's a vegetable. Chad finally snaps, shouting, Music is the key! And he must stop the professor. Cut to a weird fast-forward motion of Chad and Matt hunting for Tara as synth music plays. They run to the organic food store from earlier as Chad thinks she might be in there for some reason. However, he hears an ice cream van, so thinks she's a tomato. Uh, wouldn't you know it? The store has hundreds, if not thousands of tomatoes, because that's funny, right? Chad goes apeshit and throws tomatoes absolutely everywhere. Until he overhears someone has a furry tomato, so he steals it and runs off it and a huge beefy tomato. That night in his apartment, Chad has tried everything to turn FT into human, but nothing works. Including that fucking beefy tomato he has, he's trying to turn it into human. He thinks it's Tara. Chad gives up and talks to FT. Actually, he talks to the tomato, he says that he actually loves it, and it's blah 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 blah, you know the score. While watching some late night TV movie, Chad uh, comes up with a plot, or rather a plan, to use Professor's underground lab to make the tomato tarot again. With that, he burns into a matchroom, but he's too busy banging some Playboy cover model to give two shits. Even when Chad says, I saved his life twice, get your fucking ass in here and help. So off they go on, what else? Honda quad bikes to rescue Tara. They sneak past muscle bound, oiled up ramble types with ease, getting into the house they find the lab. Chad fiddles with some knobs as Matt dunks the tomatoes into the bubbling green river water, then into the chamber where he turns into a salsa dancer, then another quarter and another song, and it's time to turn into Pope John Paul II, another quarter and yet another song, and it's Michael Jackson look like. Then Don, Don Johnson from my advance, and finally a big blusty, a big blusty, a big busted a blonde. Professor and Igor then enter, telling Chad this time he is a loser as he kills the tomato by squishing it into, well, squishiness, and tells, squishing it into squishiness, you know, salsa, what the fuck ever, tomato squishes it, as he tells Igor to stick him in the dungeon. Now stuck in a sub-basement, Matt comes up with a plan to get out of this, but they hear noises come from the darkness, and freak out until Tara walks out, because why would she be kept in the dungeon, unless that's a sex dungeon? <laughs> Chad and her kiss and make up until Matt points out they're both stuck in this fucking dungeon. FT comes to rescue, Matt gives Chad his script to write a note on it for Robert to come and rescue them. FT steals a quad bike because of course why would you have 
looking for a tomato riding a quad bike and speeds to the pizza shop where Robert tries tries to kill it and then ties it up because why not? In voiceover, Chad explains it all. With that, Wilbur calls for backup. He gets the band back together, i.e. the other two heroes from the, other, the first movie, to rescue Chad. Cut to the professor as he tells Chad and Matt all his plan James Bond villain style. That he'll replace people with his tomato people, even the president if it comes to that. With that, he leaves a literal ticking down clock of a basketball clock with 10 minutes on it. And runs off to put his plan into action. Because in 10 minutes, Chad and Matt will be tomatoes. Because that's how that one works. Wilbur and his gang arrive. FT causes a distraction as all the Rambo take men chase after it. So Wilbur runs in to save the day. Too bad these guys are fucking idiots and get lost in the house. One opens a door labelled China Closet and get sucked into the Great Wall of China. With less than a minute to spare, Wilbur finally finds the lab. Too bad the idiot trips up on his own parachute. Oh, didn't I say? He has a flight suit on with a deployed parachute he drags behind him. With three seconds to spare, Matt calls a timeout, and this somehow works as a referee comes out and calls for a timeout. As Wilbur finally presses the clock with one second to spare. Now, if they're a chamber, they all rush to the prison. Prison? What my Sean Conley? Prison. As outside, FT is getting chased around with all the Rambo types, because that's somehow funny. <laughs> Meanwhile, the professor is at the jail. He gets Igor to line up tomatoes, and then plays music to make more Rambo type men to storm the jail. Chad and company arrive seconds later, and a fight ensues. It's Rambo men versus Wilbur and company. FT kills the lights. Just as a firefight starts to happen and the lights come back on, all Rambo men are turned into tomato paste as they're all shot dead. Tara escapes, Wilbur and company bumrush Professor, so Chad and Matt give chase to Tara as Igor is hot on her trail. Professor has Tara in a gas chamber, so threatens to kill her unless they all back off. Wait, did I miss a bit here? Hmm. A telephone rings, so Professor adds it, and what do you know, it's the movie host guy from the start of the movie. The Professor says the magic word, THE, so wins as balloons and confetti fall from the sky. Wilbur bum rushes them, saving Tara. Okay then, I've missed something here, this is kind of weird ending. Chad turns to the camera, breaking the fourth wall yet again, saying, Isn't it swell? Having set up the first show has came back now. Igor then drops his grenade, because of course he's got a grenade. FT jumps on it, and it's blown sky high. So the professor pulls the lever and gasses Tara. Tara dies painfully slowly, as Matt Releases the gas from the chamber, Chad has to enter, and Tara is A-OK. The professor's last-ditch effort to turn Tara into a tomato fails due to the gas turning her human. Wait, what? The FBI show up and arrest the professor. Tara moans FT's death, but he's not dead. As Tara digs him out of the rubble, the press come out of nowhere and interview Wilbur. FT gets a hero parade as FT gets turned into a doll and they start marketing FT dolls everywhere. Chad and Tara kiss and then drive on to, off into the sunset and cut to a beach as Matt has dozens of tomato girls in bikinis with credits rolling. So that was Return of the Killer Tomatoes, a B-movie that knows it's a bloody bad movie and runs with it. This is terrible but all the better for it. The plot is complete nonsense, the effects are cheesy, writing is fucking awful, but it's supposed to be bad. 
and what it does say earlier, if the movie's a bad movie and runs with it, it gets a high score. So this one's going to get an almost perfect 10 out of 10. Just be aware, this is bloody awful. And it is perfect uh, drinking game fodder. I mean, get hammered first and watch this and you'll be laughing your ass off. Anyway, come back next week as I wrap up BMV March Madness with The Blob 1988. April is Aliens, May is Star Wars prequels, June is Batman, July is Piranha. Anyway, don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod and email me with suggestions to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Check out my other horror podcasts of House, Hellraiser, Resident Evil, Omen, Psycho and more. Also, my solo movies of Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, Dracula, Child's Play, The Fog, and many, many more. A bye, and remember, not all bye, bad movies are bad. Some are good bad, like this one. A bye-bye.